Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, welcome along to this week's Life Logistics. If you're not familiar with the format, we are here to uh, uh, assist you in any problems that you've got. Uh, there's obviously there's a list of problems we won't deal with. That's the small print. We won't read those out now. But um, if we haven't replied to you or responded at all, that's probably because your problem is on the list of things that we won't touch for legal and ethical reasons. That's the... Uh, that's the way it goes. Um, have you had a look at the emails yet, Sam? I'm looking through them. We've had a lot of emails, but not <clears throat> loads of advice being sought, like just emails about other things. Uh, Here's one. It's kind of a follow-up from last week, and it's from uh, Robert Hammond, Platinum IFS. Um, I like it when they, they, they list their credentials like that. He says, just listen to the latest Life Logistics, and it was nice to hear so much time given over to the long-lost name Ebenezer. Of course, mm. we did last week. There's not enough of that in footballing podcasts these days. It's quite right. Um, he says, I found out a couple of years ago that my great-granddad was called Ebenezer John Hammond. Now, that in itself is great, but get this. And that he ran Ballard's Patcham Steam Bakery. <laughs> what okay, the now. fuck? Get Steam in. Bakery. Pa- Ballard's Patcham Steam Bakery from a converted windmill down mm. near Sam's old stomping ground of Brighton. Yeah, Patcham, yeah. What was that mean? You just well, said Patcham that. Patcham is a place near Brighton. Oh, right, okay. So well, that's yeah, when he said Patcham it. Steam Bakery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, even better, his brother-in-law was also called Ebenezer. Ebenezer Ballard, who the bakery was named after. Two Ebenezers, what are the fucking odds, says Robert. Obviously a family thing, isn't it? Ebenezer's in the family. Uh, as my grandfather took the business over down the line before the family eventually moved to Surrey, he ran his own bakers, the imagin- imaginatively named Hammonds, uh, until he died in 1981. As kids, we got bags and bags of free donuts and lardy cake every week. Hell on earth. Uh, so mm-hmm. another pet add to your Ebenezer's of honour. Is that a thing? Well, it could be. It could be now, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Steam Bakery. Whoa. Oh, funny. Talking of Sussex, that's where I'm off to for the week today. With all right. the with the rules on holiday homes lifted. Oh, I, right, okay. I've uh, rented a holiday home in Sussex. Well, you didn't mess about, did you? For Hell. a change of scene. Well, I, yeah. I had it. 
I had it provisionally booked, wait and see the laws, you know, once they lifted it. As soon as they lifted it, they said, you still want to come? I was like, yeah, because, mm. you know, just fucking change the scene. We're going stir-crazy, yeah? Um, mm. So I'll be quite near Chichester, which, as you know, despite the fact I've never been there in my life, is the place that I have decided to retire to. <laughs> so I will be scouting it a lot. I'm thinking, well, like... Well, you around, are you? Well, I might, like, just go on my own in the car... Yeah. Like when the um you know, in the morning when the others are still just getting up or having breakfast, I might drive up to Chichester and have a little fucking drive about. So scout does, some houses. Does that mean that the rest of the family are unaware of your Chichester long term plans? No, nah, they know about it but they're not Do they? they they are not fucking interested. And I know that if I tried to interest them by going, Oh, do you, who fancies a stroll around Chichester, they'll resist it on purpose because I think it'll only get him more excited. Mm. about a move that we don't want to happen. Um, talking of it, though, obviously my Chichester thing that I developed earlier in lockdown was what led to our fantastic name generator idea. Take a, a soft J-sounding name, <laughs> yes. combine it with a place name, then you have your character name for any yeah. book or film. And we have not even licensed this. This is free for anyone to use because we like to give content out free. Um, yeah. So, me and Len thought of another footballer for the. There's, there are lots of existing footballers, right? So, John Barnes. Right, yeah. Right. Um, George Paris, right? Yeah. Can you name a third one? I'll give you a clue if you want. He's a current West Ham player. Ooh. Uh, I've got no idea. No, sorry. Jack Wilshire. Of course. Although it's spelled it's Wiltshire, Wiltshire, isn't it? It's Wiltshire, mm. not Wiltshire, yeah. admittedly. Although I bet you there is a fucking place called Wiltshire <clears throat> somewhere in England. Yeah, there's bound to be, yeah. Bound to be. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Geoffrey Chichester, solicitor mm-hmm. who bends the rules, let's say. When he needs to, yeah. When he needs to, with the help of Jimmy Wigan. I could see Jimmy Wigan having his own spin off series, you know. Yeah, he can. Bit like uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, the Wigan, the road to Wigan Pier, something like that. Because <laughs> that'll resonate with the youngsters. <laughs> right, Lee George Butler has emailed. What? <laughs> Lee Butler has emailed us. Yeah. He said, after your top lawn chat, because someone had a lawn problem last week that they emailed us about, do you remember? It was something to do with his front oh, lawn yeah, yeah. and the he, right he, to someone it. Was meant to, he was paid someone who was supposed to come round once a year and... Fucking mow the lawn or something. Yeah, and they weren't doing it. And he had a little bush, a little uh, a little hedge in his uh, in the middle of his lawn. He said, "After your top lawn chat, brackets teach the dickhead to not read small print. My neighbour can't have a caravan on his drive unless I give permission." <laughs> but he never saw that in the deeds he might have to be a. He never saw that in the deeds might have to be a drink in it. I don't know what he means by that. Um Anyway, that's funny, isn't it? That his neighbour can't have a caravan in the front without his permission. <clears throat> hey, mate. Well, this, I hope this... you don't have a caravan. No, I don't. Well, I, I hope you're not thinking of getting one one day. Not if... really. I'd never really thought... <laughs> yeah, well, think on, right? Think because on. if you fucking yeah. do, you're going to have to get me a drink because it's my say-so whether you have a caravan the there or not. This feels like this might be a shared driveway situation which anyone... Everyone even should avoid if they're looking to buy a house. Never ever buy a house with a shared driveway, because mm. you're guaranteed nightmare years and years of fucking heartache. 
Um, I've got a quibbles. Uh, I've got a shared pathway with the infamous Raggedy Ann. Yeah, have you? And has and that like, been problematic? Well, what happened was... It like was your voice like, lowered there as you began to yeah, speak about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bit of a power play that I did because what I did was a few years ago, it was like pretty derelict, the pathway, mm. right? Um, it had been tarmacked over quite badly. There were holes and someone had tarmacked it, but in a really shit way. It was a bit of a, hello, missus, would you like me to fill the hole for you out the front? <laughs> I think it was on these situations, okay. right? And um, You're Irish, of course, because you're allowed to say that. Yeah. And I went, so what I did was I had a few quid and I decided to have the whole thing repaved, levelled out and repaved. Yeah. But obviously, like letter of the law, half of the bit leading up from the garden gate down to the front doors mm. is raggedy ants. Mm-hmm. But I thought it's going to look shit and I'm going to look dead lampardy yeah. if I fucking just, just pave my bit. half of it, right? <laughs> So I just, but uh, I said to her, listen, I'm going to get the old thing paved. Do you mind? I'll do your bit as well, right up to your front doorstep. Yeah. And she was gutted because I'd cornered her. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Because I was making the decision. She wanted it to happen, but she was fucking furious because she lives for being obstructive to things. Do you know what I mean? She seemed to be pleased about this, yeah. So she had to say, yeah, but I've never seen a smile through gritted teeth like so, so extreme. It was, she was gutted. It was, it was one of my best ever power plays. I mean, I didn't do it just to power play. I did it because I did want the path paved but over. It was, but it, it was it the sizzle good. on top of the stick, wasn't it? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, my mum used to work in the shop on the estate where we used to live. It was like an off license and general news agent sort of thing. Because uh, our best mate had bought the shop and took it over. So my mum worked in it part-time. And she says the amount of people on the estate that would come in bitching about their neighbours who they shared driveways with yeah. was unbelievable. Because there was yeah. just non-stop power players going on. So never, ever get a shared driveway. That's some, that's some unsolicited yeah. life logistics. Just get stuff. your solicitors to check it all out thoroughly first, right? Yeah. And if you can't afford a good solicitor, well, that's what life logistics is here for we can give you pretty sound advice on most mm-hmm. of this stuff uh, mm. for free or the price of the, your own filings subscription, which is a lot cheaper than using a solicitor. It really is. It really is. And just as effective. Almost. I mean, we... Listen, I mean, we can't go into too much detail because it's confidential, but some IFS members have contacted us directly and we've handled the whole exchange of contracts on their houses, on property deals, and it saved them a lot of money. Yeah, um, there is a, a caveat in that, that that no further correspondence will be entered into by mm. us and that we're not responsible for anything that might happen And also, we don't keep any paperwork on file. So or once we've done it and you've exchanged, we will burn everything. Um, yeah. We also have done several counters' wills for them as well. <laughs> what we do is we write... We, you tell us your assets and then you give us a rundown of the people in your life. Yeah. We make an assessment ourselves because it we can be a, a hard decision. Call, don't we? Yeah. we make a judgment call on who we think should get the inheritance. We take 10% of everything anyway. Yeah, obviously. Up front, we can't wait for you to die because that's a bad business model. And then um, we write it all down. And then to make it official, we give it the old stamp, 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 yeah. stamp with our top flight time machine stamp. Someone on Instagram the other day was uh, posted a picture of their own 
personal seal wax stamp and you could get them on Etsy apparently. Do you know what? I was really just thinking that. get your own stamp. As you yeah. said it, I just thought to myself, we have to have our own stamp. We do. Or, yeah, either our own wax seal that we yeah. that we seal all of our correspondence with. Wax seal, that was and, what it but was. But also yeah. we could sell stamps in our stamp, shop. Stamp, stamp. Stamp, Can we? How could we sell stamps? Stamp, stamp, stamp. I don't know, I'll work out Is that one of the things the Latvians offer? Stamps? No, the Latvians don't offer it, but uh, there's nothing... Listen, the Latvians, they think they've got an exclusive relationship with us. Well, let me tell you, they fucking don't, right? Oh. So they they better get their act together because I'm going to start fucking using other people as well. Right, Uh, well... Lee, Lee Butler says, I digress. Yeah, you fucking do, mate. I'm very proud of my back lawn. Brackets, not a euphemism. <laughs> but our dog Gizmo is a cockapoo who is daft, bordering on special needs. But a great <laughs> friend, a, a, a great friend and confidant, which is handy as the family don't give a fuck <clears throat> and ignore me. Oh, that's a shame. Confidant. He tells he him everything. Hey, Gizmo, come here. I got something to tell you. Once, right when I was about eighteen, I think I had gay feelings towards me mate. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, no, because it was just a passing phase. I'm not homophobic. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's just strange. I was confused by it. <laughs> I never anyway, acted that, on it. I, I never acted on it, but maybe I should have done. Got there it was, out of my system. There, I don't know as well. There was one night when I thought I thought the opportunity was there and I almost did something, but I, I, I held back. And I think about that night a lot now. But, but yeah. that's that. That's done, you know, so I can't go back. Are you listening, yeah, Gizmo? Yeah. Stop licking your balls, Gizmo. Gizmo, show some fucking respect. I never told any cunt this before. I'm telling you. And you're acting like you couldn't give a fuck. Right? You're supposed to be my confidant. <laughs> Who else is going to fucking listen to this shit? <sighs> uh, anyway, he goes, but he pisses on the lawn and unsightly patches of dead grass appear. Does dog piss yeah. kill grass? Yeah, it does, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I so. I have heard tell of some special spray, but Google is unforthcoming. Mm. Have you any ideas, as you are very worldly wise and pet owners? I have an ice cube in my mouth. Cheers, IFS Platinum and cunt of the highest order. That's Lee Butler. Well, he says Google doesn't um, fix this for him, but you, you, you I'm going to quickly yeah, have a look. Get, I mean, I, I had... I had uh, a lawn in the past somewhere else where I lived and we had a dog and you can get spray but it didn't really work but the spray might be better now I don't know this was a long time ago spray developments could have come on a long mm. way leaps and bounds almost since then so I'm not completely sure uh, I would just try and read the reviews maybe just have a look at Trustpilot that seems to be the place people go to or TripAdvisor um, for a, that kind of advice uh, I can't really offer very much. I think you can get dog toilets where you can train them to go on a certain spot all the time and just write that spot off and go, that's where he'll have his piss. And uh, that bit will get sort of bleached or stained or whatever and you've just got to live with it. Um, Apparently, you can use a citrus spray, which yeah. prevents them from weeing on the area. Um, right. You can also consider pee posts for the You've garden. You've just gone drink. on Google there, haven't you? Which is what this no, this, this is just knowledge I have. You can also use pee yeah. posts for the garden to encourage them to weed in the posts. exact same spot you yeah. want. Yeah, uh, yeah pee posts. Well, but what? Like, so you stick it in the and the dog goes, right, uh, need a piss now. Where am I going to go? Where's yeah. my... Po- oh, there's the post. I'll go over and piss by <laughs> yeah. that. 
Yeah. Nah. Well, it's the same as when they cut like against trees and lampposts and stuff like that. There is it? an People. amazing picture. I admit, I am on Google. There is an amazing picture of, of a pet Google. loo, right? Mm. It is fucking the picture on the cover. I love <clears> any <throat> packaging that shows an image on the cover of an individual using the product. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you buy like a soda stream and it'd have some smiling, quite attractive housewife yeah. really happily like... Pressing the you know, gas button on the top. Bubbling her water like fizz, yeah. fizz, fizz or whatever. In this one, it's a, again an attractive housewife and she has got a small dog. I think it might be the same breed as your your dog, mate. What breed's your dog again? Shih Tzu. It's a Shih Tzu Chihuahua cross. Yeah, it's, it looks similar to your dog. Does it look like an Ewok? Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. as mine. Yeah. I'll show it to you. Hold on a sec. All right. Bear with us, listeners. Jalapeño. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. Can you see that? Uh, no. You need to move your camera down a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we're looking at, yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. Can you see what it's doing? So basically, on the cover of this uh, pet loo on the packaging, there's this mm. dog, and it stood on this sort of elevated plastic platform with some astroturf mm. on top of it, mm-hmm. and it's in someone's front room, and the dog is just stood in on this little room? square with a big smile on its face, like <laughs> says, oh, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a fucking piss here, right? And then his attractive mistress is just yeah, knelt ooh. beside him, gently stroking him. In an encouraging Ooh. way. That's it. Ooh. Get it all out, mate. Like <laughs> a bit like you might stroke your mate's back when he's puking up on a night out. And uh it's just it's a lovely heartwarming so, scene. Hang on then. This piss post has got artificial turf on it. Has it got like a drain around the post? No, like this is different. Hole? I've moved past the piss post. The piss oh, post okay. is simply like a giant golf tee that you shove yeah. in the ground and the right. dog is supposed to recognise as its pissing area, which yeah. I think sounds Im- improbable. But the the um, the pet loo is much more elaborate. It's uh, like mm. I say, it's a plastic platform with astroturf on it, and the dog just gets up and pisses, and presumably it's irrigated, so the piss goes through mm. into the plastic platform. You empty it. What a lovely job that must be. There's something called dog rocks. Um, they uh, these help to remove the nitrates in your dog's drinking water. Right. Ooh. Right. So the piss becomes less toxic. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. That um, doesn't work either. There's a lovely picture here of a boxer dog, which mm. I'm a big fan of the boxer dog, because they've got big wobbly faces with big jowls. Dogs. Yeah. You want to get hold of its jowls and go... 
and it's having a lovely drink from a water fountain, which they seem to suggest is the. Uh... <laughs> Can you see that Andy? slobbery tongue there? Oh. A s- massive slobbery tongue having drink, a drink, drink from drink, a water drink. fountain, uh, which I think they think is quite good for stopping the dog from pissing on your lawn. So there it is. One other thing I'd like to talk about because it kind of raises it. It's not directly associated, but. This thing about tiger poo. You can buy tiger shit to put off hostile cats from your garden. Is that can right? Can you? I didn't know anything about that. You've never heard of that, that before? Yeah. Does I it mean, come fresh like those those uh, ready meal things like HelloFresh where they send you all the ingredients and you've just got a... They come in like a, an iced box or something so they're nice and fresh. Do they send the tiger poo like that as well? So it's ready yeah, to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it online probably from Carol Baskin or something like that. Yeah. I'll Bitch. just quickly go, buy tiger poo. See how easy it is to get hold of. Oh, yeah, straight away. There's loads of it comes up. Uh, loads and loads. You can also get lion shit. So, yeah, whatever you need, you can get it. Uh, fling about a bit of tiger shit, and it'll put, put uh, most animals off hanging around. Cool. All right. Uh, stamp, stamp, sorted. Yeah. That's what we need. We need a stamp when we've solved people's problems. Stamp, stamp. Yeah, stamp sound effect, perhaps. Problem solved. Especially for solved. life logistics. Stamp, stamp. Problem. Another problem. Solved. Uh, uh, there's one here. I've just lost it briefly. Where's it gone? Uh, oh, what the fuck is it? Oh, yeah, there we go. This is from Max Balfour. He says, Greetings, gents. Quick question. I'm 33 and I've never driven. Is it too late to start? Or should I've I stick never to made buses? love to a woman. <laughs> um, He's never driven. Is it too late to start or should he stick to buses? Oh, I mean, that's that for me. That is just a no-brainer. You've got to drive, haven't you? I know for drive. a fact, because I've, I've had dealings with Max Balfour on social media for a long time now. And I know for a fact he's a Sunderland dweller. Uh, or at least the outskirts of Sunderland, I think. So... Uh, you need to drive, don't you? I mean, if you're in London, probably not if you're in the centre of London or maybe in the centre of any city. Driving's not really a priority. But when you live in somewhere like Sunderland, get a fucking car, drive around. You can't beat it, can you? Drive, 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 yeah. drive, 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 drive. Pull over. Stop. Drive, 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 drive. I was driving yesterday and oh, um, sudden. So, yeah, that's just normal to me because I'm an adult. And, uh, well, I have noticed that a lot of people these days don't drive. Mm. And you sort of think, and people go, well, it's not worth it, is it? It's so expensive, it's bad for the environment. Both of which is true. I mean, it is expensive mm-hmm. and it is bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to think, are you an adult or are you yeah. a baby? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because you don't have to necessarily own a car. Right, mm. you don't have to drive all the time, but you need to know how to fucking drive. Of course you do. You might be in a situation where you've got to uh, take over a car. Exactly. To chase a baddie. Exactly. Or you could have to escape from somewhere. Yeah. Right in a car by right? throwing someone out of their own car. And, and imagine yourself. It. You should always imagine yourself as being um, a lead character in an action film. Right. <laughs> Hero and fantasies again. You could have everything else going for you, right? But say you've been kidnapped, right, in a Ferrari by a baddie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You've could managed happen. to overpower that baddie, but the other baddies are on their way. The keys are still in the ignition of the car. It's a Ferrari. And at this, so the, the action's really ramping up. It's really exciting. 
and then suddenly the whole thing grinds to a halt when you go, oh, I can't drive. <laughs> I never got round to doing my lessons. It's bad for the environment and it's really expensive. And in London, it's just traffic everywhere and you always get, like, get the car damaged. Yeah, mate, that's all true. But for fuck's sake, you have to know how to drive. It's like swimming, right? You've got yeah, to know exactly. how to fucking swim, right? Mm. You might not swim every day, but you have to know how to swim. You have to know how to ride a bike. These are the fucking basics, right? Learn how to fucking drive because yeah. you could be on holiday with your family or anything like that. You're going to have to hire a car. There's all sorts of reasons you could need it. I mean, the other day I was watching Lethal Weapon 2 and the two main characters, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, they found themselves in they can a... Both drive, I assume. Of course. I mean, you know, come on. It's Lethal Weapon 2, mate. But they're in... It's brilliant. There's a brilliant scene where they're suspended in a um, cargo uh, container. Like the ones that... Can I just, can I just say, were you, were you watching in. this for a particular reason? Lethal Weapon 2? Yeah, I was watching it for Betamax Babylon, my film podcast. There we podcast. go, drop the plug right. in, why don't you? Yeah. And uh, so you can listen, but I didn't talk about this particular scene, so this is bonus content. Oh. But basically, they're locked in the um, container like the ones that Sir John Fanny Powder ships in Fanny Powder in. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And it's suspended from a crane in the air. I can't remember how they've got in there. And you think, oh no, how are they going to escape? Like they're 100 mm. feet in the air, right? But then what happens is the container. The cargo container, the cargo is a car, right? Yeah. Some sort of flashy sports car. So next thing you know, it cuts the, you see them inside panicking and then you see them slowly look around to see what is in the container with them. And then yeah. it cuts to an outside shot, right? And this fucking container is suspended on a massive crane about 100 feet above a fucking, like, the, 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 the river or the fucking sea that they're in, right? Mm. And suddenly, the, a car just fucking bursts out of the doors of this container and flies through the air, right? And then, I think, crashes into the sea and they just jump out and swim ashore, yeah, right? Just, yeah. So imagine <laughs> you're Mel Gibson or Danny Glover and you're suspended they- in this fucking container <laughs> and you think, how are we going to get out? We're going to die in here. And then they look around and, and your mate goes, oh, fucking hell, we're saved. Look, we've got a car. And all we need to do is get in that car, hotwire it, right? Yeah. And then drive at full speed through the doors of this container, yeah. land nice and softly in the sea, and then just jump out and swim ashore. Peace, peace. What they need Brilliant. to do is just before it hits the sea, they just need to open the car doors and get out. Yeah, exactly. And just plop gently into the sea. Yeah, lovely. Nice. I splash. remember there was there was a Pink Panther cartoon. I remember from a kid being a kid, and you know when houses get transported around America, don't they, on backs of lorries? When these, oh yeah. Yeah, he was in one of them somehow and it was it was high up and it got dropped so this house that he was in was plummeting down towards the ground and obviously it's going to smash into smithereens when it hits the ground yeah. just before it hits the ground he opens the front door and steps out genius <laughs> genius so clever yeah. and it's so obvious but imagine if if you were in a situation with your mate and uh, you were Danny Glover or Mel Gibson and they're going, let's get in the car. And you're going, eh, the problem is I don't know how to drive. <laughs> What's the middle pedal for? I can only drive an automatic. Yeah. Uh, That's I driving. did three lessons with British School of Motoring, but I wasn't really, I don't know, I didn't really take to it. I did all with my dad, but he wasn't very patient. We ended up arguing, so we never got, done it anymore. It was really annoying because he kept saying I was doing it wrong. 
and uh, we had to do it in Sainsbury's car park <laughs> but before it opened it wasn't which was chill. like 8 o'clock a weekend and like my weekends are like a lie-in fucking hell learn to drive mate Jesus Christ yeah there's no reason they're not allowed to drive plus as well in this unfortunate uh, pandemic that we're going through uh, a lot of people might lose their jobs and end up living in their cars mm. a few years a few months down the line so you're not just invested in a car you're possibly invested in your home as well that's a sad thing to think about and I hope it doesn't come to that but you know you've got to be practical. yeah but but I don't want to make light of people ending up in a bad situation <laughs> like that it must be really tough but having said that we have all thought about living in our cars we've all considered it yeah we've all yeah. fantasised about life a as a car man yeah because it's sort of you're semi-stray aren't you yeah and it's like I, I did hear a classic story once I can't remember who this was about I mean it's like a cliche but a man a divorcee who sold his house and bought a Ferrari <laughs> but like every penny he had went on the Ferrari <laughs> and he was it. just like so he had nowhere to live so he just slept in the Ferrari. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, that's not even... If you had to live in a car, it wouldn't be a Ferrari. That'd be the last Ferrari car you'd not. choose. You'd get a big hatchback or something, wouldn't you? Or yeah. even a really cheap mobile home. Yeah. Fucking hell. But not Did a Ferrari. Did you manage to get a mobile home from anyone? You would try to get one from... No, I, got on the, I tried to blag one. And we do have a, uh, um, an IFS member in Cornwall uh, called Nolan, who runs a motorhome company. But... They were fully booked up from this weekend just gone through to September because everyone is going mobile home holiday this summer. Everyone's doing it. Because they can't get away and it obviously feels like the safest thing to do. So everyone's done it. So I haven't been able to do that. And to rent them is fucking expensive. I mean, I looked into renting one for three days, not even Mm. top of the range, mid-range, about a grand. Fucking hell. Here's a quick life logistics problem from me that I'm putting to you, Sam. Mm. Um, now, as it stands, it's July the 6th, I think. I've got a place in Portugal booked for a week at the end of oh, August. Oh, no. Last the week fun in house. August. You sent me a link to it. It's got yeah, all the it, fucking it, games it, and everything in it, hasn't it's it? It's got a pool table and a table tennis yeah. table and a cinema room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you so think good. my chances are of going on that holiday? What, what month is the, it? Last week of August. Well, I think you should just what fucking you go. You think? I think if you're safe. I mean, my brother Cass, he's going to fucking Corfu next weekend sailing. <laughs> oh, there you go then. He's going on a fucking sailing trip. He's got to change flights in Milan as well. He's got flights in Milan changed, then get to Corfu, then get on from that airport to the harbour, yeah. then get on a boat with about five other lads, and then they'll yeah. go sailing around. But, I mean, I wouldn't do that if I was him, but that's no. his choice. But we were talking about yesterday because it was his birthday, so I went over and he was like, you know, I think everyone needs to be respectful and safe. Mm. But at the same time, this purgatory that we're in is going to carry on until such a time that there is a fucking vaccine or cure, right? Mm. And who knows how long that could take, right? They can't rush this shit. And so we all have to make a decision every day about you need to make the value judgment, don't you? Weigh up the risk against the um, sacrifice, right? Yeah. And so, and everyone's got to make that decision for themselves. And I don't even like particularly pointing the finger. There's a lot of people pointing the finger at people in pubs at the weekend. I just think, you know, fucking, I don't know what's going on in people's lives. Some people, me personally, it suits me never going out, 
right? So it's easy for me. Yeah. But I don't know what situation these other people are in. They're fucking gasping for a pint or just to get out and be amongst people again, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I would say, you know, you weigh it up. The fucking, the statistically, the chances of you getting and then spreading COVID are relatively low if you go. I would not be going to, if it was me, and this is just me, so please, no one listening, take my fucking word as gospel because I'm not a fucking expert on it. I'm just outlining what my personal choices are. You won't catch me going to a fucking football match or a festival or any fucking big thing like, you know, certain streets in London at weekend, it was like being at carnival or something. It was just like they were just, mm. the sun was out and people were just packed into streets. I'm not going to find myself in a situation like that. I wouldn't do it. But I will, you know, I'm going on holiday today. But yeah. that is just to a house that's quite remote and it will just well, be me. It, and I've got, uh, there'd be a flight, obviously. Apparently flights that aren't that. I was talking to my brother about that and I said, oh, you, you're more likely to catch something on a flight. But I only think that because every time I go on a flight, I seem to always have a cold at the end of it. Right. But that might just be coincidence because apparently their air filtering systems are the most sophisticated the, the, the in the world. Shit, yeah, the, yeah. The, the air gets refreshed every three minutes and it takes air from outside the plane, brings it in. Yeah. And then and it, it goes chucks through all the COVID out for the birds, yeah. which is Bock good. Off because, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, give that to the bats. Give it back where it come from. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking brought it here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my dilemma. So I appreciate that. I'm I'm still wavering on it, but uh, we'll see. Um, mm. I reckon that's about it for this life logistics. We've, we've felt, felt pretty uh, solid. Yeah, pretty solid. Okay, you go on holiday now. Hang on, I'm just going to read a bullshit alert email just to sign off with. Well, is, David... that, is that a life logistics? No. We'll save it for Friday then, for right. everyone. Well, David Dugdale's got a bullshit alert that you should tune in for on Friday because it's strong. We'll also do Ask Pelly as well because we forgot to get around to that last week. Oh, yeah, Ask Pelly's <laughs> coming on Friday. Might yeah. like a little theme tune for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Ta-ra. See ya. Thank you.